Welcome to the Happy in the Mess podcast. We are your hosts, Marlena, Sherry, and Matthew. We are therapists and coaches, and we want to share our own stories with you, as well as the wisdom, insights, and tips we've learned along the way. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Welcome to the Happy in the Mess podcast. We started this discussion because there are so many challenges to being a human these days. We want to offer you, our listeners, our insights, observations, and advice from our expertise as mental health counselors and coaches. We have with us Marlena, our dating and relationship coach, Matthew, the misfit coach, and myself, Sherry, the couples relationship coach. Today, we're talking about disruptions and how that affects your lives. Uh, So let's get started. Um, We started talking about this topic right as daylight savings time was was coming. So we, oh, you know what? I didn't let you guys introduce yourselves. Let me give you guys each a moment. Matthew, you want to start us off? Sure. I am Matthew, the Misfit Coach. I work with uh, people who are struggling with uh, just fitting in some of the shame of just being different, neurodivergent, highly sensitive. And um, so, yes, we deal with disruptions all the time, which is make me quite excited for this topic. <laughs> and I just modeled a disruption right there That's by right. getting off flow. That's and right. We rolled right with it. <laughs> <laughs> Marlena. Yeah, I'm Marlena. And I am a dating coach, which doesn't mean that I um, match people. I think some people think I'm a matchmaker and that is not what I do at all, but I do help people who are single and lonely and would like partnership, how to stop dating with desperation or feeling like they um, are abandoning themselves to ill-fitting partnerships because they feel desperate. But also even beyond that, I'm an EMDR coach and use that to help people feel more confident and free and joyful and kind of get rid of their their triggers that are not helping them thrive. Yeah. And I'm Sherry Timko. Um, I help couples who've been together for a while rekindle the romance. Um, couples get into these ruts and they really lose track of each other. So I help them reconnect. Yes. All right. So we started talking about this because of daylight savings time. And then it's been a couple of weeks. And I think all of us have faced all kinds of disruptions, even since that time. Uh, So um, as I think about this topic, I'm wondering what have been your biggest or most unexpected disruptions over the past couple of years? Mm. Um, Marlena, you want to start, start us off? Sure. And I just shared about this on a reel recently because I am, we're still recovering from COVID and a sprained ankle. And um, this came in the middle of a launch that I was trying to do um, for my business, actually. And it was really unexpected. Um, I was not uh, planning on being sick when I had a really big deadline. But as I told myself, you know, I made the deadline so I can change it. And uh, I really took it as an invitation to rest and recuperate because I just couldn't do much with the physical pain and the and the emotional sort of toll that COVID has taken on me as well. I wasn't expecting that kind of mental fog and sort of down days and some depressive like thinking. It really just caught me by surprise. So that's like the biggest disruption I've had lately. And I know a lot of people have had COVID in this country and my case is probably mild compared to many, but um, it really threw a wrench in my, in my plans. Um, Yeah. So we're we're really hoping that you recover quickly because I know that's been 
really affecting you in a lot of different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Matthew, what about for you? Um, well, and I think all of us, uh, and we can definitely echo the COVID, as Marlena said, I, it, we all go through it our own different ways. And But it's, I think the commonality is it's always a disruption. Um, it's been a, a disruption to our society. Um, been some great opportunities that have come through it, but uh, definitely has been there. Um, for us, I think one of the biggest challenges for my family was we lost uh, my mom, uh, actually Christmas Day of 2020. Um, followed that with getting COVID in February of 21. And then we lost my father-in-law um, later on in uh, June. Um, and so like, it was like three huge hits and I thought we were okay. I thought we could take care of it. But I, I think as we've been now getting to that year point of everything being out and I'm starting to put stuff together, I'm just now realizing like how disrupted this was of systems and businesses and family dynamics and having to change all of that in the midst of a society that's constantly changing and still trying to figure itself out too. That's a lot of loss in a really short period of time. Do not recommend two thumbs down on that one. Uh, not, not that we put in an order for that one. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, for me, I live in mom land. I'm both a an entrepreneur and a mother. So I feel like I set plans every day, every week, every month, and I wake up in the morning and figure out whether those plans are actually going to happen. Um, there's always something that trumps uh, that my kids will have a crisis or even just a need. My business will have some something happen and every day I have to get up and be like, okay, am I going to be able to pull this off or am I going on a totally different path than I was expecting? Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about what some typical disruptions are. When we think about disruptions, what, what do you think about? Well, like what Matthew was saying, I often think about like, um, loss, as being a huge disruption, um, which is, it's, I, I don't think that gives it justice just to call it a disruption. It's like, it's like an entire upheaval of life. Um, but you know, as Matthew, you were sharing, I forgot, you know, I had a, a parent in the, in the hospital last year around this time. And that was a huge, and then, um, the partner I was with, you know, had a family member die, but, and, and like, and that just like meant traveling across the country, you know, um, helping another family member come from another country to get into the hospital. It was just a mess. And like, I kept trying to get my schedule. I, I was like, I have to keep working. Like I wanted the normalcy mm -hmm. of that, but I'm not sure that actually helped me out because I just, that just delayed the falling apart that happened later, you know, like it was, it was not actually super helpful to do that. But anyway, I think of loss and injury and illness and people dying when I think of disruptions yeah. at its most extreme. Yeah. And then contrary, like absolutely there's the major ones and then there's minor ones that add up. And sometimes I'll call those the, the, the thousand poke bruises um, where, you know, I, I grew up in that glorious day of, of hazing when you just frogged somebody's arm as hard as you could in school uh, for no apparent reason whatsoever. Um, but you can also do the same thing by just repeatedly tapping somebody. Um, and, and those are, I mean, the little things The daylight savings time was a great example where I, I'd have clients who are just coming in and they, they're disrupted. They're messed up because daylight looks different. Their commute looked different. Everything was just off for them. Um, not, not that I can 
understand it because I work from the basement. So my life is pretty much dungeon 24 uh, seven. So I, it took me a second to realize, oh yeah, I guess we do have this. Um, but disruptions in schedule, uh, when you have a kiddo who's sick or not feeling well or needs attention, uh, Sherry, I know you'll probably will talk more about mom disruption for sure. Um, you know, but uh, disruptions in technology, like all those things just they're little bits, but they start to weigh us down. And if we don't have the resources to handle them, Marlene, you said we we pack it in and stuff it and just try to keep going um, and grind our way through, which is not always the healthiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost yeah. think those little disruptions can like we don't give them enough. Um, we don't give them enough weight. We kind of just think that, okay, these are the normal things. And it's easy to get into this like cycle of like, okay, we're just going to keep rolling with all these different things. Um, Matthew, as you were talking, I was thinking about how we have, I live in the, I live in a rural area and we have terrible internet. Um, And the disruption of having internet come in and out while you're trying to work from home, kids are trying to do school from home. And that's just a tiny little thing, but that repeated disruption can really build up over the long run. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think too, just the small, like we were talking about disruptions that happen outside of ourselves, but sometimes there's like internal disruptions. Like I didn't have a good night's sleep. Like I met, I skipped a meal, like mm. these little things that make us more vulnerable to more extreme emotions cannot be underestimated. I feel like, yeah, there's these big things and, and small things outside of us, but like the stuff that's more internal, if that makes sense, um, internal and that really cause, I mean, our minds are so powerful. They can really, it sets, can ruin our day, truly our thinking when mm-hmm. we start, when we start circling the drain really fast, simply Not- because you- not just those, um, not just those physical ones, but like Matthew, you're, you're talking about anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Like we don't always look at the calendar and understand what that anniversary is that's triggering that disruption. We just feel sad or mm-hmm. disappointed or overwhelmed that day, and that is a, an equal disruption of to not getting enough sleep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I think a lot of times our bodies remember, um, even working with some of my clients, like we, they're, they'll come to me and they said, you know, I'm really struggling at this, you know, here it is. And we'll start asking questions and realize that this was the time of year that they lost somebody at the time that something happened. And, and even if it wasn't the forefront of their mind, it's like, oh, like my, my internal systems are disrupted because my body is remembering it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we have to give give voice to that. Absolutely. So are all disruptions a problem? I think some disruptions can, are all disruptions may feel perhaps like a problem in the moment. I can't generalize for everyone, but I also think they're an opportunity. You know, disruptions are an opportunity to do, to change course, to redirect, to rest, um, if I start thinking of my disruptions in my life as an opportunity to do something different, I, I can feel very differently towards them and be a lot more compassionate towards myself. Absolutely. I, the, the silliest example, just practical was, um, I just installed a new hard drive in my computer and had, had the opportunity now with technology just to simply clone the other one over and start, start where I was, but I opted very intentionally to disrupt myself. Um, knowing that it would be a problem, that it would take some time. Um, 
but because things have just gathered over the last couple of years and I've had files that are a mess and you look at my desktop and it, it, it's hideous. It's like the desktop of shame. Amy Porterfield would uh, totally flog me publicly for this because it's that bad. Um, and like by doing this, by just blowing everything up and, and keep the other stuff in a safe spot, of course, but it lets me restructure. So I think that's where disruptions can be super powerful if we give them that opportunity. Um, but we have to, again, manage our own expectations, our own internal emotions so that we're not in God, freak out mode and like white knuckling it through it because just just trying to get there. We have to use that as a, a growth opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think about the difference between unexpected disruptions and the disruptions mm -hmm. that we choose Very true. because a vacation or a day off can be a disruption. But because we chose it, we plan it, we think ahead and we look forward to it. That's the kind of disruption that we're excited about. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So go ahead. Go ahead, Marlene. Well, I guess that follows then if we took that mentality to all of our disruptions that again, that um, even if it weren't planned, but to expect them. And I feel like maybe we don't as a society just expect that things are not going to go as planned. Like, progress is not linear and we don't just continually get better and better. I mean, that's just not how it goes. And we all know like, like life doesn't happen on this set timeline. Like there's no catalog that says on page 30, I should be at this place. Like, and I want there to be because I want to grasp onto certainty. And I feel like this, this topic begs the question of like, how do we just get more comfortable with the fact that things will not go as planned and that life is uncertain, all of it's uncertain. And it, usually you are in the rare minority of things go just as planned. Like mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Is that odd? Life, life is what busy, well, life is what happens more busy making other plans. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's that recognition. Um, I, for me, uh, this, so November is National Novel Writers Month and there's a, a NaNoWriMo, there's a competition, just internal competition to write a 50,000 word novel in 30 days. Uh, mm -hmm. I've done this in the past. I'm not doing it this year because there's way too many other things going on that I didn't need to torture myself with. Um, but the group that I wrote with, we had this idea that that we have planners and we have pantsers, right? There are people who will look at that 30 days and they will plan out everything, right? 1667 words a day. Here's my outline. Here's what, you know, here's the way I'm going to go with this thing. And then the opposite spectrum are the people who just fly by the seat of their pants. Like I'm going to start writing and whatever happens just happens. Um, and I think they, they both have merits, but obviously the, the planners have to plan their disruption days, you know, to, to do that because it throws them off. Otherwise pantsers a lot of times can just wake up and say, Hey, you know, let's, let's go ahead. We're gonna take a day off or we're gonna, you know, go to the beach today or whatever it may be. Um, so they both handle disruption differently. And I think knowing your nature um, can really help with that as well. Knowing your nature, but also recognizing the circumstances that you're in. I am 100% a planner. Mm -hmm. I really think things out and I want things to go according to a plan. But starting with having kids <laughs> and then um, I ended up homeschooling kids and then running a business and then running two businesses and then uh, kids leaving. Like I really do create that list knowing that it's really my best hope for that week. It's not really, here's how I'm going to do that plan. So I think there's a lot of like, life can really teach you something different. 
absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think I fall somewhere in the middle between the pantsers and the planners. Like I have a loose plan. I'd like to get it done, but also I recognize that maybe I just need a beach day and not right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, what have you, you know, taking the metaphor a little too far, but like, I just, you know, it's, it's, uh, I feel I feel really proud of myself if I'm able to stick to a plan and I recognize that that is not always the best plan for me. Mm-hmm. That's always just not what I need because I can't predict how tomorrow's going to go. I can't predict what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes, you know, so. Very true. Very true. Very true. We're working with ADHDers and being myself, being one myself is, uh, it, it's really that lesson of flexing between pants and plans because we do have a, we have to have some sort of structure. If we don't, we just fall apart. Um, I would say the worst thing you can do is put three hours between activities for an ADHD or because like I will do activity one and then sit there and count the minutes until activity two, because I don't want to miss it. And all of a sudden that's like, I'm paralyzed. I've just totally wasted things. So Mm -hmm. I have to have things that I can drop in modularly and and know that I can complete it in that time. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it, and when I'm working with people, a lot of times that's what we do. We work on like, how can we structure this in a way that honors both sides of things and provides mental disruption, but also how can we roll with the disruption a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carlina, I really think that you're onto something with this preparing for disruption. So I wonder if you guys have any ideas or suggestions for how someone can really embrace this idea of disruption and roll with it when it does happen. Mm-hmm. Well, something that I've been leaning on a lot lately um, is is this uh, prayer I've been saying, just, you know, asking God or my higher power or the light of the universe to help me with these things that I have planned for the day or that I'm thinking about or ruminating on. And then trusting that because I've asked for help, that wh- however the day rolls out was sort of not fatalistic meant to be, but just, okay, that I'm going to, that I'll handle it as it needs, as it arises. And that I don't need to, um, over, uh, over metal with it. I feel like when I'm in stress, that is always a signal to me that I'm out of alignment with myself or the universe. Like I'm out of alignment. And so coming back to that prayer of like, just help me handle this and, and help me go back into something that's not creating stress because Usually I'm stressed out because something's not happening in the way I expected it to or wanted it to, or I'm trying to push myself too hard. And like, I would like to live the way I would tell my clients to live, which is a work-life balance and to not be stressed and not to beat themselves up. Like I do things to myself. I would never recommend a client do to themselves sometimes. (laughs) And so I'm out of alignment, right? I'm out Mm. of integrity with myself. So just lately, because I've gotten sick and injured, (laughs) been coming back to this prayer over and over, like... And be like, notice as soon as I'm in stress and come back to, okay, maybe I need a nap. I need to eat. Like just coming back to some basics for myself usually upsets me, right? But just the prayer itself reminds me, oh yeah, I'm not doing this alone. I'm not doing life. I believe I'm not doing life alone. But as soon as I think I'm doing it and I'm running on my own energy and willpower, poof, it's a recipe to burnout, which we'll talk about next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Matthew, what about for you? Oh my goodness. Um, no, I, it, I think learning to listen to ourselves is one of those big keys. So I've, I've always driven older cars, um, and they, the check engine light comes on and I fix it by putting black electrical tape over it 
uh, which is not healthy on the car, uh, nor is it healthy on us physically. And I think that's over the the years, one of my inclinations has been, you know, you just, just keep grinding those gears, keep, keep pushing that, even though the lights are on, the warning bells are going on, you know, and I think that's listening to what are we doing? Uh, one of my big things is I encourage people to take halt breaks, H-A-L-T, um, if you're hurting, angry, lonely, tired, mm-hmm. um, because those are all big, big, flashy warning signs that it's time to time to slow down um, so that you can better adjust to these disruptions, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's number one. Number two is knowing that a, a change is never permanent, right? Um, if we're sick, if we're struggling with illness, you know, we feel like we can't back down a little bit. But if we do that, then we're better off in the long run. Um, we mm-hmm. just have to get through this this rougher patch. Um, kind of like I always think of driving through the uh, the Appalachians where it's, you, you can't just do everything 90 miles an hour. You got to slow down, take the curves right, you know, don't uh, uh, don't crash on the side. So if we're listening to ourselves, if we're watching the warning signs, I think we have that in us better to uh, to deal with the disruptions as they come because we're not always cranking 100 mm-hmm. percent. And to piggyback on that, that allows us to sort of perhaps there's some lesson or enjoyment to be had in slowing down. Like when you're on a curvy mountain road, well, look at the scenery. It's really Mm -hmm. pretty, you know, like, or maybe it just wasn't time to do something or to get somewhere at a particular time. You know, like there's also, I believe in this like perfect timing, not perfect Mm -hmm. time, but yeah, there's a timing difference. And so maybe the timeline we had in mind wasn't the best timeline for us. Um, And just trusting that, trusting the process. I have a, a story that I fall back on that uh, keeps everything in perspective. Um, There was a time when my husband and daughter were really, really sick. I was, I was very scared that they wouldn't recover. And so I use that to kind of um, moderate anything that is happening now. If my washer unexpectedly breaks it's, I remind myself, it isn't that time period. Like I already survived that and nothing is going to be as hard as that. I, I say nothing, not nothing, but <laughs> the everyday things. So it makes it much easier for me to just kind of walk through those situations, understanding that there are disruptions and it's part of life and it's, it's just what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a failure on your part that the washer, you know, stopped working. I think a lot of times what gets us, and I know notice for clients too, what gets us in trouble is this, somehow I'm going to make this about me and that I am a failure because now I can't finish this thing because so-and-so was in the hospital, you know, like, or we just somehow we blame ourselves or blame others or blame circumstances. We use curse words. Like I notice, there's a lot of negative self-talk that comes out of, uh, as a result of these disruptions when it's like, no, this is just life. This is what happens. The washer breaks down, the car breaks down, someone dies. Like these things happen. It's just, it's not a, it's not a failure or um, something to beat yourself up about, but I hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah. We try really hard in our family just to use that phrase. Well, that happened, you know, and just, you just take a beat and you just kind of accept, right? Like mm-hmm. we, it, our dishwasher overflowed and all, all over the new floor that I had just installed, which was fabulous, you know, and like part of me wants to panic and curse and yell exactly what you said, really like, oh, I failed, you know, all the normal things. It's just like, 
well, that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. Yeah. And how you um, walk through those situations, I think, really does lead to that burnout that we're mm-hmm. going to talk about next time. It's when you have those repeated, unexpected disruptions and you feel like you can't manage internally, you can't manage externally, and that just builds up over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just to circle back around to something Matthew said, you halt. I love that halt, but I usually say my the age for me is hungry. 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 <laughs> hungry. I, I was mean, thinking I yeah. add pain to that. Mm-hmm. When people are sick. tired, hungry, or in pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes add sick halts at the end of it as an S. Yeah. I like pain too. I mean, for me, so much just settled. For me, I get I just get hangry a lot. So if I just stop and eat. Problem seems solvable all of a sudden after a meal for me a lot of times. And also reminding myself that things are solvable, you know, like most problems are solvable. Mm-hmm. Yep, they are. All right. So what last thoughts do you want to leave our audience with today? Any tips you haven't brought up or any closing thoughts about this topic of disruption? I think for me, one of the things that's come up um and, and I do, I use this a lot with my highly sensitive people. Um, and, and I think because we specifically, we have this depth of processing that just doesn't transition well. Uh, mo- most of us have said we're, we're not great at change. And I try to, I try to restructure that narrative because we are, we are good at change. We, we just have to embrace it in a way that we understand it. Um, and a lot of times I'll just, do where I'll, I'll hold up my index finger and, and say, look, this is you. And what we do as highly sensitives is we create all of these realities, you know, and holding up the other five fingers. And it's like, they're, they're not realities that have happened, but we think about what's out there. What are opportunities? What are possibilities? And every once in a while when disruption happens, it moves us completely out of the realm of everything that we structured. And that's where I always tell people, just take a break, just take a, a few seconds, regulate yourself, do a deep breath, breathe out like you're breathing through a straw, you know, and like regulate your own body because this doesn't feel good to be disconnected, mm-hmm. but we can do exactly what we've done already. And we can, if we give ourselves time, we can restructure and rebuild that system again, but we have to just, again, embrace that it's not going to feel good for that transition period. Mm-hmm. That's a great image. I love that, Matthew. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. I would say that um, what was coming to mind for me is I, I sometimes I tell myself, well, this is going to make a great story one day. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be more relatable and this will be a great lesson to share with someone else. And on this, you know, not only will this too shall pass, but like how much more rich and interesting are your vacation stories when when things don't go well? I mean, they become stories for years to come, you know, and and also like who loves reading a book about a hero who had no obstacles? Like no one wants that story. That story is lame and no one can relate to it. So like, I always try to reframe, like, this is okay. This will help me in some way and someone else later on. Yeah. And we do have the opportunity to take those experiences and help other people. Um, I think for me, I would add that, um, I, a lot of disruptions feel like crises mm. and it's really important to know who we are. Like I am someone who is calm and cool and collect and I can do what needs to be done in a crisis, but I have to have time to recover later. 
and I usually can't recover until everyone else is fine. So what ends up happening is I'll go through that crisis, that disruption, and everybody will have processed and reacted and everything calms down and then I fall apart. And so I've had to really embrace that because other people can look at me and be like, what's wrong with you? Everything's fine. Why are you a wreck now? And now that I recognize this in myself, I really understand that it, I have to have that time later. And that's really when I'm doing the work that they did earlier. Mm, I love that, Sherry, because I have clients who do that. They're like, why am I falling apart right now? And I'm like, well, because you can like now, now it's, and, and that's a great point too, that everybody needs recovery time. It doesn't matter. So our timelines are different or when we take it or need it, but no one gets through disruption and crisis without some sort of recovery time. Like I would truly believe everyone needs it. It just may show up at a different time. Yeah. Great. All right. Next time we're going to talk about burnout. Uh, before we sign off here, why don't you guys share what it is that you're, where people can find you and what is your latest project that you're working on? Uh, Matthew, you want to start us off? Sure. So uh, you can find me at misfitrefuge.com uh, or that tag pretty much anywhere on social media. We're working on that. Uh, we still just uh, right now we're kind of rolling with the guide of being a misfit and have uh, just a lot of tips and tricks to keep shame from coming in and just embrace your weirdness and let your weird flag fly. Great. Marlena? You can always find me at coachmarlena.com. I'm also doing a giveaway with Wellness Elevate, which is a nutrition, fitness, hormones group um, on Facebook. And I'm doing a giveaway for um, our, our EMGR resourcing session. So it's a $250 value. Actually, the winner of the giveaway will receive over $2,000 worth of services and gifts. So I highly encourage you to join Wellness Elevate Facebook group to have a chance to win. People are giving away hypnosis sessions, all kinds of things. So it'd be really cool. Boy, that sounds like a great offer. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find me at sherrytimco.com. I have some free resources there. And recently I've been working on my TikTok page where I have been putting some really hands-on concrete tips and tools for having a really good marriage. All right. Well, thank you so much for both of you, all of your feedback and ideas, and we will see you all next week.